0: Jesus said the works that I do shall you do also and greater works than these shall you do come and have an encounter with the burden removing yoke destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday 10am at Solution Chapel International Barnfield Road Northgate Crawley RH10 8DS or call 01293 885000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org so Lucian Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.
1: Oh, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your fire that you are sending upon us. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. Father, like it was on the day of Pentecost, we thank you, O oh God, for everyone receiving your power and your fire tonight in the mighty name of Jesus We give you praise, we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And the saints say, Amen. And the saints say, Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated in heavenly places. Praise God. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Amen. We thank God for what God is doing in our midst. Amen. Amen. The last three weeks, we've been learning about the power of prayer. I mean, I cannot go back and, 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 and repeat myself, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you supernatural speed, amen, to catch what we've been doing in the past three weeks. Um, we've been talking about the power of prayer. Why should believers pray? Why should we pray? Number one, we understood that prayer is just sweet communion with God, Amen. It is street communion with God. Amen. So tonight, we will go further. We've been looking at the armor of God. Amen. Why should believers put on the armor of God when we pray? Why should the armor be there? What is the armor of God? Amen. So I trust you were blessed last week. And we looked at a few things last week. We did look in in, uh, last week um, beginning. With the first part, we, we were just going through every list of the armor of God, amen. And I trust that you remembered what we learned last week, amen. Because tonight we will go and go further, amen. What did you say the armor is consisting of? It is the belt of truth. It is the breastplate of righteousness, amen. It is a shield of faith, amen. It is the helmet of salvation. It is the sword of the spirit. And it is your feet which are ready with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Amen. So we looked last week, we looked at the helmets of salvation, what it means. Amen. Let's just read um, Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 10. Amen. Today I did ask that they project the armor of God so that when, when we discuss it, it's easy to see where the armor is and it makes life so easy. Praise God. Amen. So the armor of God, amen, I will have to read it because the screens are busy with the armor of God, praise God, amen. So I will read it for you so that we will be quick and we will learn quickly, amen. So if you are ready with me, please, have you got your Bibles tonight? Because if you haven't got it, it means you haven't got the sword of the Spirit tonight, amen. So we trust that the Holy Spirit will lead us as we learn together, amen. So Ephesians chapter number 6. You've got your Bibles. If you are, if you are ready, say yes I'm ready. yes, I'm ready. Oh, it's just a few people who are ready. Let's wait for the rest. Ephesians chapter number 6. Amen. Praise God. So that we can all learn. Because it's important for us to bring our Bibles. Funny enough, today I forgot my Bible. But guess what? There's a Bible here. I don't know whose owner it is, but it's mine now for now. Amen. <laughs> So this is my sword for now. Amen. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. The Bible says, Finally, my, bro- my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Amen. Is it a, b- a bit of the armor? Put on the what? The whole armor of God. Amen. Praise God. Let's go. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. Praise God. That's the whole purpose of the armor. So that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Of the devil, amen. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, amen. Praise God, amen. And then we read verse 13 Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the day of evil. And having done all, to stand. Amen. Hallelujah. The, verse 14 says, Stand therefore having your loins get about with truth, having your breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherein you will be able to extinguish every fiery dart of the wicked one. Amen. Verse 17 says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Praise God. Amen. So this is where we read from last week and we are taking it from there and after that we will pray at the end of the service. I trust God to help me to recap quickly so that we can move forward today. Amen. So last week we learned one of, 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 the, amas, of, the, of the of the elements of, of the, of the armor. Amen. So if you have this, the picture, you can project it. Amen. We learned about the helmet of salvation. Amen. Since you've been born again, why would you need a helmet again? After you've been born again, why should you need the helmet of salvation? Amen. The Bible tells us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Old, old, old things have passed away. Amen. And behold, the new has come. Amen. So if you are born again, you have become a new creature. The things you used to do in the past are no longer there in your life. Not that they are no longer there, but you have moved in into the newness of life. Amen. You are not looking back to the things you used to do, to the nightclubs you used to go to, to the drinking you used to do, to the smoking you used to do, to the rudeness you used to do, because old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. Amen. Amen. But then why do we need the helmets of salvation? We said we need it because Romans twelve two tells us that be not conformed into this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind though you have now been born again your mind still continues to want to do the things of the old it still wants to get down on it though you are now a believer you should be lifting your hands on high your old self still wants to drink he still has the desires to do the things you used to do but now be not we have to be changed be transformed by the renewing of your mind that is why the helmets of salvation really gives us the idea that we are victorious because we are in Christ. Therefore, our mindset is important. If you don't change your mindset when you become a believer, you will remain where you were before you were born again because your mind is still in the past, yet your spirit is renewed. If you don't renew your spirit, your mind becomes stagnant. and This is why people backslide. Why do people give their lives to Christ and then they backslide? Because their mind is not renewed. They, they, they come to church once, give their lives to Christ and then the rest of the year they are living as they please and their mind remembers the things that you used to give it. Your body remembers the things you used to feed it. Your body goes back into the past and remembers the old habits you used to do unless you replace it and renew your mind daily. Renew your mind daily through the reading, through the washing of the word. The Bible says the word of God washes us. Through the washing of the word. Every day you read the word of God, you are taking a bath. You are taking a spiritual bath. Your mind is being renewed on a daily basis. Every time you read a scripture, you meditate on the scripture, your mind is, 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 is being renewed on a daily basis. That is why then we need to make sure Victory begins in the mind. If your mind is sound, your actions will be sound. If your mind is sound, your words will be sound. If your mind is sound, your heart will be sound. Amen? Because out of the issues of, out of the heart, comes the issues of life. If you are thinking it, most likely you you will do it. Amen. But if your mind is being renewed by the word of God, every day the word of God tells you that you are victorious on every side. You will act victorious. You will live victorious. You will bring forth the fruit of victory. Amen. So that's why we have the armor there. In your mind, every day you have to renew your mind. Amen. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 11 verse 32, And I knew that thou hearest me, that was Jesus, Jesus talking it means when you talk with the father the father hears you amen so don't doubt yourself that when you pray this is uh, you know teaching us how to pray when you pray God hears you but it starts from the mind do you believe what you are reading do you believe the word of God when you read the word of God it washes you expose your mind to the word of God daily praise God Amen. And we went on to, to, to the breastplate of righteousness. You see, the breastplate is in the heart. The breastplate of righteousness. You know, we cannot stand when we pray in our own righteousness. You know, you cannot come to God in your own strength, in your own righteousness, because the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah, chapter, in, in the book of Isaiah, that, you know, our righteousness is like filthy rags. So, in the natural... We don't qualify, but there's only one way we qualify once we give our lives to Christ. We qualify through the, the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Amen. Our righteousness is like filthy wrecks, but when we know what Christ did for us, this is why renewing your mind, then you know what Christ did for you. If you don't know what Christ did for you, you will forever live in condemnation. Knowing that you are not worth it, you don't qualify, you are not, you know, you 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 don't belong in the family of Christ. But Jesus died for us when we were yet sinners. He died for us when we were yet sinners before we gave our lives to Christ. He died for us because he believed that we will receive him as Lord and Savior in our life. Amen. So when we come to him, the Bible says to him, come into the throne room of grace to obtain mercy at the time of need. Now, because of what Christ did for us, we can come boldly into the throne room of grace. Amen. We can come boldly into the presence of God. We don't wait, have to wait for morning, afternoon, and evening, set times, if I decide at three minutes past three, I want to speak to God, I can speak to him anytime. If I decide half past midnight, I want to speak to God, I can speak to him anytime because the the, the curtain has been torn. Jesus Christ, when he died, the Bible says the curtain was torn in half and it gave us access into the presence of God. So when we have access into the presence of God, we have unlimited, unlimited, unlimited Doors that are open for us because God's door is open. The Bible says he neither sleeps nor slumbers. He watches over us. So every day you wake up, God is already watching over you. Every time you open your eyes, even in your sleep, he still watches over you. Even when you're sleeping, he still watches over you. So how can you be defeated? It all begins in the mind. What has Christ done for you? What has Christ done for me? It is all in his righteousness. Amen. So we put on the robe of righteousness when we come because we cannot come. We come through the blood of Jesus. Amen. The blood of Jesus gives us access into the throne room of grace. We cannot come in our own blood. Our own blood is not worth it. Our own blood is not worth it. Even if you can go and say I'm sacrificing myself so that I can have, my children can have access into the throne room of grace. My blood is not worth it. It's only his blood that is worth it. Amen. This is what we need to understand. That it's not all your effort. Your effort is worth nothing. It's only the righteousness of Christ. That we can come into the throne room boldly. If you know what Christ did for you and what the word says about you. Is that Christ in you is the hope of glory. So if he's in you, he has access. He is sitting next to the father on the right hand side of the father. It means that qualifies me to sit at the right hand of the father. Amen. Praise God. If the Bible says I'm a joint heir with Christ, what does that mean? To be a joint heir with Christ. It means Christ's inheritance is my inheritance. So whatever Christ has, I have it. Whatever Christ has, I have it because I'm a joint heir with Christ. Amen? So why should we go about being beaten up by life, feeling unworthy, feeling that we are not achieving anything in life when Christ has achieved everything for us? The Bible says he has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. So everything we need is in him. But if we don't know it in our mind, where the helmet of salvation is, our hearts will not conceive it. We will not believe it. We will walk around being beaten by life and not believing what the word of God has done for us. Amen. We will not believe it. Christ came into this world just for you. I won't even say for you and me. I will only just say he came for you. He came for you. Because sometimes it's easy to say, oh, he came for the church. So we are so many. I'm sure I'm just one of the numbers in the church. It doesn't, even if you were the only one here on earth, Christ would have died for you. He died. We need to get to a point where we personalize it. Christ died for me. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him. Through his stripes, I was healed. So through all the beatings he had, I was healed. So if you are sick at this point in time, you need to know who you are. You need to know where you are sitting. You need to know whose you are. Because sometimes we get beaten up by life because we don't know who we are. We need to know what Christ did for us. What did he do for me? What did he do for me? That qualifies me to have access into the presence of God. If you go in your own strength, you wake up, you set the alarm, you go in your own strength, you think you you have to have a cup of tea and cup of coffee before you wake up and sit and be alert. It means we are doing it by our own flesh, our own strength. Talking to God, the Bible says he spoke to Abraham just like a friend spoke to another. How do you speak to your friend? Maybe tonight we need to ask, how do you speak to your friend on the phone? We need to check how we communicate with our friends. Do we, do we have to make an appointment to speak to our friends? Do we have to be super polite and, and use the big words to speak to our friends? No, we speak in the language they understand. We are ourselves when we speak to our friends. When I speak to my husband, I speak to him like a friend. You know, you can joke about things with God. You can laugh about things with God. You can speak to him just like you speak to your friend. And he will still understand you. We need to nature our relationship to that point that you can speak to God when you're feeling down, when you are excited, when you are happy. He longs to commune with us. Amen. Since in the beginning of the Bible, he longs to commune with mankind. When he he was speaking to Adam and Eve, all he wanted to to do was to speak to them all day long. The Bible says he will walk in the cool of the day and speak to them until the enemy came and messed it all up, and messed all that communication, and messed everything up until they were driven out of the Garden of Eden. But this won't be our situation because we understand who we are now. Amen. Praise God. So the breastplate of righteousness tells us that we are the righteousness of Christ. It's not your own righteousness. It's what he did for us in Calvary. When he said it was finished, it means it was, the assignment was done. Mankind had access to God anytime they wanted to. Amen? Praise God. So today we're going to carry on with the shield of faith. Praise God. You can see the shield, the one in red with a cross, with a big cross. That is the shield of faith. So every soldier in the Roman times was expected to dress like this, to have, you know, the helmets of salvation, the breastplate, you know, the shield. And why why the shield? The shield, in actual fact, it looks like a small shield. It used to be large. It used to be the size of probably a door. That's how big the shields used to be. Because those were the things they're going to use to ward off the enemy to destroy the, to every weapon of the enemy that is fashioned against you. Amen? That is the thing that is going to turn it back to the sender. So if you don't have a shield, you cannot any flaming arrow that is coming extinguish it or send it back to the sender if you don't realize that you have a shield. Amen? What does the Bible say? Is, what, what is faith? It's, it's called the, the shield of faith. What is faith? You have to have this shield of faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things we hope for. The evidence of things we do not see. Amen? The Bible says again in in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to see God. Amen? It is impossible to please him. For he who comes to him must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's the substance of things we hope for. What are you hoping for this year? Those are the substance of things we hope for. Do you have the evidence of those things you are hoping for? Maybe not yet. But you have them because God says you have them. It is the substance of things we hope for. The evidence of things we do not see. So faith, you know, when you think of faith, you think of something that you are believing God for. You haven't seen it yet, but God says you have it. Amen? So how does the enemy then, how do you use your shield? So for instance, this year God tells you, you are healthy. You are 100% healthy. This is God's word for you, amen? Because he bore all our sicknesses and our diseases and by his stripes we were healed, amen? So God's purpose for your life this year is that you live a healthy life, amen? But the Bible tells us also in John 10, 10 that the enemy came to, to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus has come that we may have what? Life and have it what? More abundantly. Amen. So there's two reports here. There will always be two reports. In your life, there will always be two reports. It's God's report and the enemy's report. Always in the life of a believer, there will always be God's report, which you need to know, renew your mind and know God's report. What is God's report concerning your life? Then there's the schemes of the enemy. The schemes of the enemy come in between. Just when you don't renew your mind, you are doubting, you have a few aches there and there, your hip is playing up, your leg is numb, you, 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 you've got a bit of pain. Now, what do you do? Where's your shield? Your shield is the one to say, Go away, enemy, because God says. Go away, enemy. This is not the report of the enemy. So it, 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 the, the shield is to extinguish every fiery duct of the enemy. It's to extinguish what? Every fiery duct of the enemy. So when the darts come on the shield, it will hit the shield and go back to the sender. Amen. But if you don't know what the word of God says concerning you, that shield is your faith, which says God said it. Therefore, I cannot have it. God said it. Therefore, I cannot have your report enemy. I only have the report of the Lord. Amen. I like our testimony. Our, our, our sister shared that though she went through surgery, she's come out successfully. If it was the plan of the enemy for her to, you know, to go through surgery and not make it, God's plan is different. She will go through it, but she'll come out successfully and recover completely. That is God's report for her life. Amen. So what does 1 Peter 5 and verse 8 say? Be alert and be sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. So as soon as you wake up, The enemy knows that God watches over you, but you are not even aware. He knows that God neither sleeps nor slumbers, but the only person who is not aware that God neither sleeps nor slumbers is myself. So he will try his schemes to test if I know that I know that God is watching over me. But if I doubt it, if he scares me just once, he's like a roaring lion, a roaring lion without teeth. He can roar, but he has no teeth. He can make the sounds, but he has no teeth. It's our our responsibility when we hear the roar of the enemy that we know what to do because the word tells us who we are. Amen. When we hear the roaring of the enemy, it's our responsibility to shush him, the shield of faith. Push him away. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms 3 verse 3, But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are my glory and you are the lifter of my head. So we cannot go bow down, beaten up by life, not knowing who we are, lost in life, not having direction. Because the Bible says, but thou, O Lord, you are a shield around me. Oh Lord, you bestow glory on me. Amen. Amen. Is that the NIV version? Amen. You bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. You cannot go bow down, beaten up by life, confused, rejected, dejected, feeling sorry for yourself because he is a shield around you. Did you see that shield of faith? God is a shield around you. Amen. Amen. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. So when you lift your head, it means you are confident of this one thing. You are confident God is with me. But if you are bowed down, it means you are doubting what God has promised. Amen. If any area of your life is bowed down, all you need to wake up and realize, Oh God, you are a shield around me. How can you be my glory and I feel so down and so depressed? You are my shield around me. It means no weapon of the enemy that is fashioned. Can anything fashioned against the glory of God succeed? It cannot succeed. Thou, O Lord, you are a shield around me. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says... In Psalms 125 and verse 2 to 7, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surround his people both now and forever. But if if you don't know you are surrounded, you'll be living in fear. You'll be living trembling all the days of your life. When you are facing adversity, you must always remember God is a shield for you. He is your glory and the lifter of your head. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And we go now to the sword of the spirit. Praise God. Are you being blessed? Amen. Amen. The sword of the spirit. Praise God. You can see the sword is, is a real weapon. You are now out to, this is to shield you from attack, but this is to attack The sword is your weapon, amen? Every believer cannot be caught without a weapon. Every day, this is your spiritual armor. It doesn't mean you really put it on every morning. And you can imagine how long it will take me to put this on to go to work. You know, we were watching, what is it called, Johnny English, a movie. And he was, he was wearing an armor. I don't know if anybody saw that movie. He was wearing an armor and he couldn't even walk with it. We don't expect to see you like this going to work. Otherwise, they'll send you back. Amen. But this is in your mind when you pray. Remember all these things. They, they need to form a picture that you picture yourself renewing your mind. The righteousness, I'm coming to God. It's not my righteousness. It's the righteousness of Christ. I have this shield. Anything that is coming against me today, this morning, this month is shielded by the shield of faith. I have the sword of the spirit in my hand. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What does the Bible say about the sword of the spirit? The Bible says the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Amen. So what does it say about the word? The Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the word of God is quick, it is powerful, it is sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, and it is the designer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. Amen. So the word of God, number one, the sword you are carrying in your hand is living. It is alive. It's like you know when you went, when when yes I think a couple of days ago we had an electrician come into the house to test um, some wires because um, one of the of the of the wires were faulty and he had a little pen like this and this little pen he turned it on and he could see by coming close to the socket that the socket is live or is not live. So any live socket obviously when you tamper with it you'll face the consequences because it's live. It means it's ready to fire. So the same as the word of God. For the word of God, it is living. So when you begin to speak the word of God, you are speaking a living word which is not dead. And the living word of God, the Bible says it goes and it accomplishes that for which it has been sent forth to do. And the Bible says, once you've sent it, that word will not return void. It will accomplish whatever you have sent it to do. It will go and do it. Oh, I thought you'd be excited. Once you've released the word of God into that situation, the word of God, it's a a one-way ticket. Have you ever bought a one way ticket? A one a way ticket to say the word goes as a word? But it doesn't come as a word, it comes as the evidence. Praise God. It goes. The word goes. You send it, you release it with your mouth. It goes and once it hits the target it just doesn't come back to say oh i've come back no mission unaccomplished it goes there and it says mission it sends you a signal mission accomplished wait for the evidence it says mission accomplished wait for the evidence that the mission the word of god doesn't miss target I like what Pastor says, it's like a Tomahawk missile that has been released with the direction, with the address. Once it gets there, it accomplished that what it was meant to do, but the evidence is on the way. This is where a lot of people cannot wait between where the word gets there and the evidence. We give up. And we start uprooting the word to say, oh, this word thing doesn't work. I've said the word so many times for years and years and years and years, yet I haven't seen the result. And what that is doing, it's uprooting the word because once the word goes, that's it. So when you begin to doubt the word, amen, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God doesn't get pleased with you. You know what's going to happen? You'll be there prolonging your life until you change your confession. Because once the word goes, that's it. Now you need to thank God. Thank you Lord for the manifestation of this sent word. Thank you for the manifest. This word is manifesting. This word, I thank you that it's coming back to me With results. It's coming back to me with the answer. It's coming back to me with with the fruits that I have sent it to do. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So that's what the sword of the Spirit does for us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So the Bible tells us that, you know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, it's, it's our own responsibility as believers to sharpen our sword. You know, at home I have this thing that you use to sharpen the knife when it gets dull. I'm sure you all have it. You have to sort of sharpen the corners of the knife to make sure, you know, it still cut. It's a proper knife. It's a steak knife and it still cuts swiftly. And we know that once the knife is sharp, when you cut, it cuts swiftly. But if it's not sharpened, you'll be there forever trying to get into the same place you were trying to get to. With a sharpened knife, but because you haven't sharpened your knife, it is thou. It is our responsibility as believers to sharpen our lives. Work out your own salvation. It's not the pastor's responsibility. It's not your husband's responsibility. It's sharpening your, 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 your sword, it means you know your word. Because the Bible says your word is powerful. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. But if you don't know your word, when the enemy comes and attacks, which one do you pull? Do you say, Pastor, which was the word you taught me on Sunday? I forgot it. What was the word? What was the word again? I can't remember it. What was the word you used against the enemy when you say the enemy will, will, will scatter like what? The enemy is here. I want to scatter the enemy, but I don't know what scripture to use. Which one do I use? It's our own responsibility to sharpen our own sword. What is a scripture that you can quote when the enemy attacks like a flood? If I say now the enemy is here, quote a scripture. <laughs> when I say the enemy is at the door, what scripture do we use? As a shield. What enemy do we use to send him back? A scripture should spring up. If you have a headache in the morning, what scripture do you use? Psalm 91. Mm. What does it say? Amen. You see, this is what I'm talking about. When the enemy is here, it's no time to think. The scriptures should just come up. The scriptures should just come up. When you're preparing or you're reading a message, you're reading the Bible, you get to a point where the scriptures are just coming up. They are just coming up. Sometimes we, we speak with pastor, we sit down, we prepare messages. Today I've quoted some scriptures that I didn't prepare. Purely because the scriptures, it's the Holy Spirit's message. He is giving us the message. It's not me, I can prepare. Some of them are here. Some I'm just quoting from the Google that I have of scriptures. Amen. So it means all, everything, our sharpening is loading our spiritual life with the word. Because the enemy will not wait for you to say, hey, sh- wait, where is the index of this Bible? Where does it talk about being depressed and being down and in and, and all this and start paging? You'll be there for nearly an hour. The Bible says, prepare. I'm sure your time will come. Or was it, it's not the Bible. Is, is it um, Abraham Lincoln who says, I will prepare. Who knows my time will come. Amen. Prepare because you don't know the scriptures. If you wake up in the morning, God gives you a scripture. You are there. You don't know why God gave you that scripture. You don't know what is coming your day that you'll need the scripture for. So your sword must be sharp, sharp, sharp. And it's your own, every, every believer's responsibility. In the morning, if you leave the house and you haven't got a sword for that day, I would go back and start reading the Bible. Go to your devotion and see what God is saying because you need a sword. The enemy knows when you are walking without the armor. When you are walking without the armor, the enemy knows that there is our target. This is the believer, but they are naked. That's our target. Praise God. But that willn't be our story in Solution Chapel. We will always be clothed. Amen. Okay, let's go quickly because our time is going. We are going to the belt of truth. Amen. Let's see the armor. Amen. So can you all see the belt? It's got a little bit of um like a shield, little shield under the, the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. So the breast, the, the, the belt, you can see, it puts all the armor together. And in actual fact, the belt is the one where the sword goes into. So the truth, if you don't know the truth, the Bible says you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. You will know the truth. This is the belt of truth. You will know the truth. And the truth will what? Make you free. Amen. Jesus said in in, in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am what? The life. So Jesus is the truth. He keeps our life together. If you don't know the truth, the enemy will tell you lies and you'll believe them. The enemy will tell you God doesn't care about you. Can't you see your life? And you'll believe it. The enemy will tell you, oh, you've been sick with this thing. Why don't you just kill yourself and die? And you will believe it. The enemy will tell you, oh, you cannot get married. You, oh no, you'll be there forever. And you'll believe it. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. The Bible says in, 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 in John chapter 1, verse 17, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through who? Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It came through Jesus Christ. If we don't know the truth, how can we? Because the whole Bible is the truth. The whole Bible is the truth. This is why actually, when you read Ephesians chapter 6, the belt of truth is the first piece of armor that is mentioned. It's not the helmet of salvation. Because for you, for your mind to be renewed, you need the truth. If you don't know the truth, your mind can never be renewed. If you don't know the truth, you'll be there forever. The Bible says in Hosea chapter four, verse six, My people, they perish because of lack of knowledge. If you lack knowledge, it means you don't know the truth. If you don't know the truth, you become ignorant. And if you are ignorant, the enemy will buffet you. Because he knows that this one doesn't know the truth that is in this word. Amen. So our ours is to know the truth. What has God said about you? Do you know what benefits you have in Christ Jesus? What are the benefits you have for being born again believer? You've been called into the family of God. You've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen? You can do all things through Christ to give you strength. When you're feeling really tired after a long day's work, You are a mom, you've gone to work, you've come, you are cooking, you stand in your kitchen and say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Amen. You can do all things through him who gives you strength. Do you know what? The strength does not come from the things we do, from the money we earn. Amen. Amen. Our strength comes from God. Our strength comes from God. Amen. Praise God. Before we finish, amen. Is it the last one? The belt of truth. Okay. The shoes, I like that. (laughs) Somebody's listening. Praise God. Number six, the feet are ready with the gospel of peace. So you are covered all over. You've got your helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. You've got your shield. You've got the sword of the spirit. You've got your belt. Now let's go to the feet. Amen. What gospel are you bringing to your workplace? What gospel are you bringing to your family? Because you're walking in and out to your family. You are walking in and out to your friends. You are walking in and out to your workplace. The Bible says, feet ready with the gospel of peace. Feet ready with the gospel of peace. Amen. Jesus said in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Amen? Love one another as I have loved you. Amen? Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Amen? Do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Amen? When we walk into our homes... Is everyone excited to see us? Or are we always shouting, always, are we bringing in peace? In our workplace, are we the center of troublemaking? You see, the Bible says, with their fruits, you'll know them. If wherever I'm going, I don't bring peace. Even Jesus, when they were going around evangelizing, he would say, anywhere where we are accepted, we leave our peace there. We leave our peace there. But where we are not accepted, let's dust off our feet and go. We should be known to bring peace. This is our year of influence. It's our year of influence and our influence will be known by our fruits. Whose life are we changing? Whose marriage are we helping to bring peace between the two people instead of splitting people apart? Where there is chaos? Do we change the environment by us coming into that situation? You have the word of God. Peace, I leave you. Peace, I give to you. Romans 10:18. praise god from actually from verse 14 praise god how will the world know amen how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher amen verse f- f- uh, 15 And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go back to verse 15 again. Amen. How beautiful. Are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Who bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. And verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Amen. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel of peace. This should be the story of every solution member. That everywhere we go, where we find confusion, we are praying for people for peace. By the time you leave a confused situation, there is peace, there is tranquility. People want to come and give their lives to Christ. But how, how can they, if they are not sent? And if they don't know the gospel, how can they believe? If the only gospel people see is us, or the gospel they will ever hear is our life, the witness of our lives, and if our life is not pleasing to him, if if we are different people in church and different people on the street, how can people know this gospel of peace? How can they know the gospel of peace? Amen. How can they know the gospel of peace? So tonight I've given you the, bits, the last bit of the, of the armor is to pray always at all times in the spirit. That's the last bit of it. That's number seven. It says pray always. If you go to Ephesians, the very last, amen, of the armor from verse 10. It says pray always at all times. Praise God. Let's go there. That's the only bits now that is left. Hallelujah. And take on and for me which I am the ambassador. Amen. Verse 18 says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. I like that because even as you pray in the spirit, your intention is to pray for all the saints. But along the way, as you pray in the spirit, God is also answering your prayers as well. Amen. So praying in the spirit, you are not praying amiss. Praise God. You are not praying amiss. You are praying directly what God intends you to do. So this was the whole purpose of the power of prayer of us going through the armor of God so you can know who you are. Don't hang your armors in your wardrobes. Let it be at the back of your mind that you have this whole armor. You have the truth. You have your mind renewed every day. Your mind needs renewing every day otherwise it starts thinking its own things. Your mind needs renewing every day. Amen. You have the 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 the, play, the righteousness. Amen. The shield of, of faith. You have the shield of faith. Praise God. And you have the sword of the spirit. Amen. And you have the belt of truth. I already said about the belt of truth. And your feet are ready. Prepared to spread the gospel of peace. The Bible says that you know when God created it, He didn't create. For the shoes to face that way so we can run away from the enemy. Our feet are facing forward so that we can run the race that is set before us. With endurance, amen? And face whatever that is there with a renewed mind. We know that we are starting from a point of victory. When you know what Christ did for you, no matter what comes your way. We are starting from a point of victory because what Christ in you is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Christ in you is the hope of glory. My prayer is that from today, you'll begin to understand who you are in Christ. This is just an illustration of how spiritually you look like. When you wake up in the morning, the enemy tries to attack you like a flood. The Bible says God will raise a standard against him. You already have the sword ready to and the shield ready to f- extinguish every flaming arrow. You know this because you, you have the truth in you. The truth is in you. The truth of God. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Because whatever you don't know, the enemy can just tell you lies and you'll believe it. But when you know the truth, you'll be ready You'll be a believer who is going for peace, spreading the peace of God, spreading the love of God, loving people, praying at all times. And I like praying in the spirit. You won't know when you pray for yourself. But when you pray for others, I tell you, God will begin to do awesome things in your life. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Pray When you begin to think about your pastor, how much he's a blessing in your life, pray for him. Pray for the leaders of the church. Pray for the members of the church who are going through trials and tribulation. Because some who didn't hear this message might not be in the same level as you. So you begin to pray for them. Then they'll get the same understanding, same message. The same message will hit home. They'll begin to know who they are in Christ. Then they begin from a place of what? Of victory. Therefore, nothing can defeat them. Nothing is beyond them. Nothing they won't be able to deal with by the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Did you receive it today? Amen. 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 Let's appreciate the Lord for all he has done for us. Let's appreciate the King of Kings for all he has done for us, for all he has taught us today. Father, we give you praise. Please be on your feet as you begin to pray. Amen. I just want you to pray for your mind that the truth you have heard today, God will give you the desire to know him more and more. Paul said, "That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I want you to know him more and know the truth that he has written about you. Even if you have to go home and do your homework and just say, I just want to find out the truth about what Jesus did for me. So tonight, I just want you to pray for that fresh hunger and thirst after righteousness. The Bible says, when we thirst and after righteousness, we will be filled. Amen. My prayer is that God will open the eyes of your understanding. God will open the eyes of your understanding And unveil his truth in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. Father, open our eyes of our understanding. Let them be enlightened, O God, today. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, let us know your truth. Our desire is to know your truth, Lord. Our desire is to know you and know you well, O God. Oh, Rakaya Hando Robo Sandere Baba Baba Handa. Reke Baba 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 Hando Robo Sanda Rababa. Father, renew our mind with your word. Oh, let our mind be renewed with your word of oh God. Oh, Rakaya Baba Baba Hando Robo Baba Sanda. Reke Hando Robo Baba Sandere Baba. Inkaya Mamma Hando Robo Cositere Baba Handa. Oh, Father, open our eyes of our understanding that we may know you more and more. Oh, your word is truth, oh God. Sanctify us with your truth, oh Father. Sanctify us with your truth, oh God. Oh, Father, we thank you for what you did for us in Calvary. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that gives us victory. We thank you, Father, that we start from a point of victory. We thank you we give you praise Re mahandoro ko setere babahanda Raka ya robo babo sanderema Ikaya babahandoro babo saterema mahanda Re kaya robo sendere kaya Zekeye babahandoro bositeke mahanda Thank you Jesus Thank you Father we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. Fill our cup, Lord, tonight. Fill our cup tonight, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come and put
2: this thirsting thing in my soul. Bread from heaven. Fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and plant this thirsty rain from heaven, fill me till I walk. No, no, fill my cup,
1: fill it up and make me whole. Thank you, Lord. Make us whole again. Sanctify us with your word. Your word is truth. Father, that we may know you and the power of your resurrection. We give you praise. We give you glory. Reveal yourself to us, O God. As we draw near to you, may you draw near to us, O God. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Oh, let's appreciate the Lord for what he has done for us, amen. Let's appreciate the Lord for all he has done for us. Amen. alone are worthy teach us to pray transform our prayer life Lord may we draw near to you and you'll draw near to us thank you for every answered prayer oh God in advance as we begin to release the sword of the spirit we thank you that your word will never return void it will always go and accomplish that for which you have sent it to do give you praise in Jesus name and the saints say amen. amen what a good god we serve he's a faithful god let's draw near to him and he will draw near to us amen in Jesus mighty name amen amen may we share the grace may the grace of our lord Jesus Christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore amen Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go from this point knowing you are starting from a point of victory. You can never be defeated because of who Christ is. Go from this point knowing that greater is he who is in you than the one who is in the world. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you.
0: Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do, shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbaji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH 10 8 DS, or call 01293 885000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Lucian Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.